First scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. And we're still on that day, the Easter resurrection day. We're still there. We're still in those scriptures. And so here we are, verse, or chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst. And He said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when He had so said, He showed unto them His hands and His side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As My Father has sent Me, even so I send you. And when He had said this, He breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto Him, We have seen the Lord. But He said unto them, Except I shall see in His hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into His side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, His disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said He to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto Him, My Lord and my God, and Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. The word of the Lord for the children of the Lord and all of God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your words of life. Lord, I pray right now as I preach that You'll speak through me with Your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, fill us, Lord, today. In Jesus' name. Amen. As I was going over these Scriptures, I'm thinking, Thomas did get a bad rap. Because you think about it. The disciples, all of them were there. They got to see Him. But before that, none of them were believing. They didn't believe Mary when she came. But when Jesus appeared, they believed. And so and I can understand where Thomas is coming from. Because, you know, people get duped a lot. And we, we get duped a lot in our lives now, in the world that we live in now. We're like the, the show me generation. Before I can grab a hold of this and believe, I need to see something. But now... 2,000 years later, we got the witness. There's a cloud of witness of all the people that's went before us. We got the Word of God. We've got everything that has happened between then and now that bears witness to Jesus Christ. And like uh, the Apostle John said, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. Believing. Life in His name. That's what it's all about. And sometimes as a, the body of Christ, the church, we get caught up in, in, in the working and, and trying to be good enough for God to accept us. 
And, and I know this from my own personal experience. And, and, and when things go wrong, I blame myself. I think, well, it's not God because He's holy. It must be something that I've done. No, this, this is life. This is life on this earth that we live on. Nobody's promised a peaceful journey. In fact, it's totally the opposite. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And whoever puts their faith in Jesus Christ, you will overcome the world too. Because then, once you give your life and your heart to Jesus, you can let go and relax and say, okay, I got this now. God's got this. He's going to do this for me. He did this for me 2,000 years ago. And that's what's what Thomas. You know, I think there's a little bit of Thomas in all of us. Especially when things are not going the way we would think they should go in our lives. It's like, Lord, you have to show me something or I'm, I'm going to lose my faith. No, we can't be that way. That's, that's the wrong attitude to look at it. We got to have the attitude that no matter what happens, I'm hanging on because the anchor holds. Jesus is that solid foundation. We believe in Him. We're saved. That's what the Scripture says over and over and over and over again. And now, believing in Him, you just don't believe in Him and call it good. When you call on Jesus, you believe in Him, He'll start doing a work in your life like He did Thomas. He will start showing you things. And you can be like Thomas and say, my Lord and my God. Because Thomas seen that he is who he said he was. Thomas was with him for three years. He's seen all the miracles. He's seen Jesus walk on water. He's seen him calm the storms. But he still needed that little bit of proof. You know, I've seen a lot of weird things in the last three years is probably what Thomas was thinking. And, you know, now Jesus is gone. And unless I see him myself, I'm not going to believe. You know, that's where the world's at now. Unless they see for themselves, they're not going to believe. So God has put it in our hands, His church, His, His children, to show this broken world who Jesus really is. Not religion. Not going to a building every Sunday and thinking that's going to get you to heaven. Because it's not. Going to church is not going to save you calling on the name of Jesus Christ and asking Him to be your Lord in your heart. Surrendering yourself and say, Lord, I don't have a clue. I'm broken. You see, that's the problem. Most people don't want to admit that they're broken. I got this. I've seen all kinds of stuff. People, I got this. I can do this. Just believe in yourself. I've let myself down too many times. i got to believe in something higher than that. Something more powerful than that. Something that actually affects my life and the world around me. His name's Jesus Christ. All this Bible was written from Genesis to Revelations that we would know the true and living God. God has not left us in the dark. He said, I've come and I've showed you everything. Then we've got to have that faith. Are you going to believe it? Are you going to reject it? It's a choice each person has to make themselves. You can't let someone else make your choice of what your faith is going to be. It's up to you. Are you going to grab a hold of faith 
even though you've never seen Jesus. And walk with it. Live it. Believe it. Even when it seems like you're being beat down to the ground. Let me, know, let me tell you, I know how that feels. And I'm sure everybody in here knows how that feels. Where Sometimes you cry out, God, where are you? But He's right here with us all the time. He promised to never leave us or forsake us. And like He told Thomas, reach hither thy hands. Touch me, feel me. And know that I'm alive. That I am who I said I am. He's God in the flesh. And His motivation was that that, that love. That love. I can't comprehend this kind of love, the sacrificial love that God has for His creation. That He would become part of it and go get massacred for us. And that's the words I can come up with, massacred. That's what He was. I mean, it wasn't a pretty sight. And that's what Thomas was talking about. I've seen him die. Nobody raises from the dead after that, a beating like that, after being nailed to the cross, after all your blood is poured out. Nobody but God could do that. And so when he appeared to the disciples, the eight days later, and Thomas was there, and I think it's so amazing, he repeated what Thomas said eight days before, word for word. Reach hither thy hand. He was there eight days before. Jesus was there. But He didn't manifest Himself. Just like He's here right now. He lives in each one of us, His Holy Spirit. And it's not by you how good you are. Because there's none good. We all fall short. It's by how good He is. What He did. So all the glory and all the praise goes to Him. Because that's what it's all about. That's why, there's, that's why there is a church of Jesus Christ in this world. is because of what He did for us. He proved it. Now, if this wasn't true, you think there would be the church 2,000 years later? No, it would have died out a long time ago. But the cloud of witness through the generations, through each person, through each generation, God has revealed Himself to them through faith. And it's just like I was telling the kids, you can see the, you can hear the wind, and you, you really can't see it, but you can hear it and you can see the effects of it. You can see the trees moving, the grass blowing. And that's how it is with God. And just like people we pray for, when they say they feel that they could feel peace and, and they had a joy that they didn't know that was there, that's God's Holy Spirit. Because two or three of us came together in agreement as touching anything on this earth, and our Father will do it, is what the scripture says. So we need to come in agreement as God pouring out His Holy Spirit on everybody. On us being able to reach out to the brokenness around us and not ignore it, not reject it, but embrace it. And bring that hope to these people that only comes through Jesus. I know in my life He's the only thing keeping me going right now. I've wanted to give up. Throw in the towel. But Jesus keeps me going. He gives me that hope for the, just to keep going. Keep moving one step at a time. And the, the problem is, we keep looking back as we're walking forward. And we're looking back and we're walking and we're stumbling. Because we keep looking back. 
We need to focus straight ahead. And I'm not just preaching to you guys, I'm preaching to me. Because it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit talking to all of us. And i got to quit looking back and keep pushing forward. I mean, we don't forget because the memories are awesome. But we can't live there. We can't set camp there and stay in misery. we got to move forward. Keep moving forward. And that's what the Scripture says. Press forward. Don't dwell on your mistakes or, or your shortfallings or what you've done or what you didn't do. Grab a hold of Jesus and keep moving. That's what church is about. That's why we come here every week is to get built up in the Word of God so we can go out in this hurting world and show light to the darkness. And when someone falls, we reach down and pick them up and walk alongside them, even carrying them if we have to because each one of us here has Jesus carrying us. And that's what keeps drawing us back to Him every week and every day. It's not just a one day a week thing. It's a lifestyle. It's faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those who come to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And that's where we're at as a church. Diligently seek Him in your, your heart. And then you don't go around beating people over the head with what you got. I think the best thing to do to show people God's love is to be there for them. To love them. Don't preach at them. Don't beat them over the head with the Bible. Show them what love looks like. Don't tell them. Show them. And we've got to have this heart where we're open and forgiving. We can forgive people, even if they hurt us. And I know that's hard. Because I've got a few people in my life that I've been holding grudges against. And, and, and that's something I've got to work out. And I know it's wrong. But that's just part of being human. Does that hurt my salvation? No. I'm saved by Jesus' complete work on the cross. But God is doing a work in my heart trying to make me more like Him. More compassionate. More forgiving. And you know how, why we can do this? Because we got proof that our God is alive. And each one of us have proof in our lives that our God is alive. Look what He's done for each one of us here. Look what He continues to do in your life. He's our provider. He's our everything. He gives us every breath we take. He's the light that lights every person on the planet. He's life. He's love. He's not hatred and meanness and prideful. No, He's merciful, compassion, considering that could be you and the only reason it's not is because you didn't choose, you, you made some right choices, someone else didn't. But I've made a lot of bad choices. And it took me a long time to get to where, even as a Christian, make bad choices. Just because you call on Jesus and you're a Christian don't mean you've got it together. And none of us do. But we know the one who does. And like he said, reach hither and grab a hold of me. And that's what I feel like God's telling each one of us today. No matter what you're going through, the struggles, how you feel beat down by the world, and you think some people might even think God don't even like them. But God loves you. Because every time He looks at His hands, He's got a reminder of you. 
He did it for you. I've heard someone say, the only only man-made thing in heaven is the scars in Jesus. And that's it. That's the only man-made thing in heaven. The scars in Jesus. The holes in His wrist. His feet. And His side. Where the crown was down over His head. And this crown had big old thorns in it. And the Scripture says His head was swelled up like a basketball. He was so marred more than any man ever. That's what it says in Isaiah chapter 52. More than any man ever. And there's been a lot of marred people. But He did it out of love. And see, I don't know, I don't know if I could do that, if I could have that kind of love to sacrifice myself for even one person, much less the whole world. See, but that's God's heart, not mine. But God wants to give us that heart. And He's working. He starts working in us. As soon as you call on Him, God starts working. And some people, it takes longer. I was one of those persons, it still, it still takes longer. But I've come to a point in my life, I'm going to quit worrying about what other people think about me. I'm going to live in the freedom that Jesus paid for. He prayed for that freedom of abundant life. Not though always worrying about, I hope I didn't mess up and God's mad at me. No, that's not, that's not the life of a free Christian. Whom the Lord says free is free indeed. Who, whoever knows the truth is set free. Because then you know, it ain't, it ain't nothing that I do. It's all what He did. But we all, it's, it's human nature to want to put it back on us. Well, I did this, and I did this, and I've done that right, and I did this right. Yeah, but if you weigh everything that you did right against everything you did wrong, it cancels out all that. I mean, when it comes down to it. That's why we need Jesus. The Lord, our righteousness. And that's what the Scriptures are talking about. Put on Jesus Christ. And we don't have to wonder, was this really true? Because we have these witnesses from 2,000 years ago, clear up to today. We even have witnesses today. And every one of you are a witness to God's glory in your life. The Holy Spirit living in you to love the hurting, broken world like Jesus did. And I think if, if, if all God's children would try to imitate Jesus more instead of thinking that we know what's better, you see, I think that's what Judas' problem was. He, he, I think he looked at Jesus like, I would have done it different. I would have handled that situation different. This can't be the Messiah. But he was confused. And there's a lot of that going on right now in our world that we live in. Confusion. But we just need to settle it in our hearts that God loves us right where we're at. Right in our brokenness. Right in our confusion. Right in the middle of our sin, God loves us. Reach hither and touch me, Jesus saying to each one of us today. Grab a hold of that holy righteousness that God has for you to be a part of His kingdom. So when when people see you, they see a reflection of Jesus. That love. Not a judgmental love, but 
a compassionate love. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And that's what Jesus told His disciples, a new commandment I have given you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Not how you expect other people to treat you, the golden rule. But you love one another as I have loved you. And He proved His love when He went to the cross. That's a lot of love. And that's the kind of love He wants us to show to this hurting world. He don't want us to be pointing fingers at people and say, well, you blew it that time. Well, welcome to the world. When some people tell me their problems is like, you know, don't feel bad, you're not in this alone. There's millions and millions and millions of others just like you that fall short, that fall down every day. But Jesus is there for us, waiting for us to say, God, help me. Jesus, help. That's the best prayer right there. And sometimes that's all you can, you know what to pray. Jesus, help. I want to go to Scripture here before we close. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16-21. through And this is the Apostle Peter. He's talking to whoever's listening. For we have not followed cunning device fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For He received from God the Father honor and glory where there came such a voice to Him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard it when we were with Him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Who is that day star? That's Jesus. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scriptures of any private interpretation... There's no hidden message here that God has given us all right out here in the open. For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. And there's a lot of that going on in this world too. Those cunningly devised fables. Watch the news. And people are following it. But that's not what we follow. We follow truth and love and peace and not beat people down. You know, I, I got family that, you know, the world would condemn them. In fact, they do. But I love them. It's my sister, it's my brother. I love them, and God loves them. And who am I to judge them for what they're doing and what they're living when I have my own issues to deal with? And how did Jesus reach people? Love, compassion. He didn't go up to them and point out their faults. He went up and healed them and brought life. He didn't condemn them. Remember the, 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 the adulterous woman that was caught in the very act by these guys that are supposed to be religious leaders, Pharisees. They're out following somebody around to catch him in the very act. Is that what God wants us to do? Go around following people around and to try to catch them when they fall so you can point it out to everybody? No. And so they bring, bring this lady to Jesus and said, Lord, the law says, the Bible, the Word says, we're to take her out and kill her. 
But you notice they didn't say nothing about the guy that she was with. Just the woman. But what did Jesus say? He just knelt down. He was writing in the ground with his finger. He looked up and said, you without sin cast the first stone. And it dawned on them. Man, I wonder what popped in their minds. And everyone dropped their stones. And see, that's the mentality and the attitude we need as the church of Jesus Christ now. Drop our stones. Put those rocks down. Quit throwing these hard stones of words at people that cut them down and break them down and build up. Let's start building up. Let's start throwing roses at people. The Word of God, love and peace and joy. And yeah, you blew it. Okay, but get on with it. Move away from that. Put that behind you and press forward. You've got a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. So in our lives this week, as we leave today, let's grab a hold of this new beginning in our lives. And let's go out and show the world what Jesus really looks like. And quit condemning to start loving. Respect people right where they're at. That's what Jesus did. Even if they were wrong, He loved them anyways. Because they were all wrong. Everybody was. He was the only one right. He's the righteous one. But He didn't point it out to him. He just showed him the way to have a more abundant life. And that's what we are wanting to do as a church, as a body of Jesus Christ. To point people to this abundant life where you can live a life of freedom and not be condemned by anything that's happened in your past. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your words of life, Lord. And we come to You as a broken people, Lord. And You said You would restore us and make us new. Father, we lift our lives up to You right now in Jesus' name. Mold us and shape us into the people You'd have us to be, Lord. Each one of us here today. Take our hard hearts and soften it. And speak life into us that we may be life to the hurting world around us. For Your glory, in Jesus' holy name, Amen.